Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After pleading not guilty, Monique Valentine appears to defend Dark McNeil. The attorneys meet in a private conference room for tense negotiations. While considering a plea bargain, Thomas storms out to consult with Jeremy Baramy, while the rest of the gang arrives at an agreement including payment to Groomsh's brew, the attorneys, a foundation set up in Cat Hara's memory for young entrepreneurs, along with free use of the facilities at McNeil Meadery for Groomsh's brew to grow their business. On their way to speak with Judge Olrak, Thomas attempts to stop the attorneys, and Jessica puts him to sleep. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it's time to get this over with. You do so, and you turn to see Jeremy staring at you, holding the door open, and he goes, Oh, you know, those sugar crashes, they'll get you every time. Roll a deception check for me. Jeremy, please don't let anybody barge in while we're discussing this very important uh, stuff. 13 on the deception. He looks unconvinced, and he just goes, What are you doing? Jeremy, it's not pretty, but it... He was... I don't... Yeah, I'm sorry. That you had to see that. Just go. And I'll walk into the courtroom. Gary sheepishly looks up at Jeremy and then into the courtroom and just walks in the courtroom. You walk in and you see Monique at the stand as the reclaimer takes Dart over and you see Judge Ulrich kind of takes off his glasses and runs his hands over his scaly face. and he goes, All right, what do you have for me? Well, Judge Ulrich, I believe we have reached a plea bargain in the case of Mr. McNeil. Prosecution. Is this true? Yes, Your Honor, it is. That is correct. Mr. McNeil will be pleading guilty for reckless behavior and property damage. Judge Ulrich, we understand that Mr. McNeil's actions were reckless and harmful and led to very, very serious consequences. And so we are hoping that you will be amenable to this arrangement. Uh, he does want to atone for his actions. But we, we don't think it's worth taking up the time of the court in a murder case, which seems rather inaccurate. Mr. McNeil, is this accurate? Yeah. It doesn't matter. 
Okay, just tell me the terms. And he pulls out a big parchment and a quill, and he begins writing, In the case of Dart McNeil, we find the defendant guilty of reckless behavior and property damage. Please continue with the terms of the settlement. At which point, Thomas, you begin to wake up from your slumber, and who do you see but a little goblin wizard with a long gray beard walking with a staff with purpose towards the door. And he goes, Mr. Phelps, it is I, Ostrogon. Is it time for my entrance? Not quite. It it was going to happen tomorrow, but I actually... Oh, damn! And he snaps his fingers and disappears. No, come (laughs) come back. (laughs) Ostrogon, please come back. And Monique Valentine inside the courtroom goes, All right, so we are settling for 500 gold pieces in compensation to Groomsha's Brew. 200 gold pieces in compensation for the attorneys present and their time and due diligence. We are also offering a partnership between Groomsha's Brew and McNeil Meadery, wherein Groomsha's Brew will be allowed to use their facilities and resources at no cost whatsoever as well as one season probation for Mr. McNeil in which he will only move between home and work at the meadery where he will be available to the folks from Groomsha's Brew. Furthermore, in the memory of Miss Hera and as restitution for the potential damage caused by uh, his disorderly conduct, we are hoping to set up a foundation, the Cat Hera Foundation, where Mr. McNeil will set aside a certain portion annually to be given to young budding entrepreneurs to help uh, create new business, new life, and uh, pass on those opportunities that Miss Hera was attempting to create. And not to get too technical, and but as just... this is happening, you hear the double doors in the back slam. As you see Thomas with his ripped ruffle and kind of disheveled suit, he has bedhead a little bit, like his hair's all over the place, walk into the courtroom. Stop. I don't consent to this. I don't agree. We're not doing whatever they're saying. I say stop. Your Honor, I apologize for his behavior. He does not speak for the clients. The clients speak for themselves, and the clients have agreed in this case. Your Honor, I will remind you, the clients are the court. You are the prosecution. However, by extension, the clients are the citizens of Brookhaven, and I believe the most affected ones are in your party. However, I need to hear this out. Make it quick. We have another case in a few minutes. Mr. Phelps, what is your objection? Uh, not seeking true justice. The citizens, if that's who we are representing here, would not truly be safe while Mr. McNeil is out and about free earlier than he normally would have been, considering he's a murderer. Objection, your honor. They killed our associate, and we have found this to be a more than amenable solution. We are furthering... Catherine's legacy. Mr. Phelps, your response? This is not what Catherine would have wanted, considering she's, you know, the dead party. And what would you propose, Mr. Phelps? See this trial through? And use the time of the court. 
with all our backlog of cases. It's worth it. He admitted guilt. He is a murderer. And so he is pleading guilty now. Not to murder. It seems the rest of your party has come to an agreement. He didn't plead guilty to murder. The people who were present seem happy with the solution. Would you waste the time of the good people of Brookhaven? And Jessica will give Thomas a look of, please, Thomas, please. In the name of justice, yes, I would. Very well. And Judge Ulrich puts his glasses back on his little dragonborn nose, and he looks up at you, like, over the rim, and he says, Mr. Phelps, you are absolved of the previous charges and dismissed by the court from this case. Please make your way out. I... Absolved of charges? Meaning what? What? The terms under which you were hired stated that we would prosecute you as a possible suspect in the murder of Cat Hera should you not bring forth a case. Seeing as you played some part in the events that have led up to now, I'm absolving you of those and you walk out of here a free man, but your business with this court is concluded. Just... Does that mean my assistant Reclaimers! Here- you see the reclaimer that was previously holding Dart? He says, I seriously doubt Mr. McNeil will try to run now. Please, escort Mr. Phelps out of the court. Are my colleagues still up for... Are they still suspects? No, because we are reaching an agreement. Are you forcing a lie here in this court? We're done here. Ooh! Okay, the reclaimer activates magical restraints. He rolled a nat 20 on his strength check. <laughs> <laughs> he walks you out of the car. I shit you not, this is not a fake roll. I rolled a nat 20. I'm not oh kidding. Oh my god. Wowie. And you get dragged out of the court. What do you say as, as this reclaimer's bringing you out? Let go. I can walk out myself. <laughs> he doesn't respond. He keeps dragging you. All right. Well, off I go. Okay. And then he knocks on the door. Jeremy opens it. He tosses you out and he says, don't let him back in. And Jeremy closes the doors. Wait, do you want to talk to Jeremy? Uh... Yeah, what the fuck, bro? (laughs) (laughs) What? Didn't we have a chat earlier about justice and doing the right thing and all that stuff? I literally have no idea what just happened. What? You weren't the one that said... Oh, it was the other guy that said don't let him back in. I understand now. They kicked me out. They absolved me of my charges and I'm not on the case anymore. Welcome to Brookhaven. What? That's stupid. We should do something about it. I tried. Guess I put my bet on the wrong horse. Inside the court. Very well. So, we are agreeing to guilty charges, reckless behavior, and property damage. 500 gold pieces to Groomsh's brew. 200 gold pieces to the attorney's present. A foundation in the name of Katera, as well as one season probation and a partnership between the meadery and Groomsh's Brew. Is this correct? Well, Your Honor, we just need to know an exact value for the yearly uh, foundation. Well, and you see Monique leans in and goes, No, that's way too high. Fine. Uh, Mr. McNeil is willing to offer 400 gold piece annually, 100 for each season. Mr. Uh, Twigs and Mr. Harrow, does that sound good to you? For the time being, yes. Yeah, if it's going to help a little, other little entrepreneurs, then yeah, I, I think the world needs more entrepreneurs. Excellent. Yep, that sounds good, Your Honor. Very well. So, if the defense will sign here, this is a legally binding document between the Court of Brookhaven and Mr. McNeil. 
Should there be any delinquency, breaking of probation, failure to pay, lapsing in payments for the foundation, Mr. McNeil, this is punishable by up to life in the dungeon. Pending, of course, a reconvening of the court to assess the circumstances. Is that clear? Yes, Your Honor. Very well. And you see Judge Olerak signs. He slides it, and Monique runs up to the bench, grabs it, brings it to Mr. McNeil. You see McNeil kind of looks at you from across the way and goes, and McNeil signs. And Monique delivers the paper to Judge Olerak, and he goes, All right, I believe court is dismissed. Excellent work. And he bangs his gavel, and he says, Prosecution a moment, please. Um, Reclaimer. If you would release Mr. McNeil and have him go through the checkout process, uh, congratulations to the defense for coming to your senses. Thank you very much, Judge Ulrak. I hope to be seeing more of you in the future. Do not try to charm me, please. (laughs) Very well. You have an excellent day. And they exit the room. (laughs) Prosecution, I must admit I was rather skeptical of you, and I do not appreciate the hiccup that just occurred. However, I appreciate your upstart nature and your willingness to find a reasonable solution both for the affected and for the good of the people of Brookhaven. You can collect your payment at the front and he signs like a little ticket and he goes, here you go. You are absolved of any pending charges and to be quite honest, I hope to see more of you in the future. Well, thank you very much, Jojo Rack. We hope to see more of you as well. Thank you, Your Honor. Very well. I believe we are running a smidge late for the next case, so... Of course. Have a pleasant day. You as well. Yeah, and he gives you that little slip, basically, to go collect your payment from the front. Thank you very much. Toodaloo. (laughs) And as you guys walk out, Twigs goes, Excellent work. We did it. We we entrepreneured. (laughs) Uh, Twigs, can you come with me to the bathroom real quick? What do you mean? Trust me, I, just come with me. And he picks him up under his arm and runs out with twigs. <laughs> uh, they are quite the pair, aren't they? Shall we see what that was all about? Ah, I'm sure they're fine. I'm gonna poke my head in there. Okay, you know, you do you. All right, and you guys walk out of the court, the main court chambers, and you see Thomas, I guess, sitting on a bench nearby. I just pretend like he's not there. Oof. Same. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, follow them to the bathroom. Okay, he said he was going to the bathroom, but you see him walk out the front doors of the courthouse. Can I sneakily follow them? Oh, yeah, roll, roll a stealth yeah. check for me. All day today's been bad. 14. Oh, well... Yeah, you see him crouching behind the bush. He goes, just wait here, just wait here. I promise you it'll be good. Just wait, just wait. It's going to be funny. You're going to have a good time. Did I see the the pair of them, like, leave the courthouse and then Gary follow? Yeah, you saw Gary follow them out of the courthouse. Going off a hunch, Jessica's like, oh my, I, this smells that trouble. And Jessica will use one of her abilities. As a Hexblood, she gets a free use of the spell disguise self as part of her hex magic. Mm. And she is going to go ahead and use the spell to disguise herself as Dark McNill for a moment. Okay. Oh, shit. And then she is going to walk out of the courthouse. You walk out of the courthouse, and Gary, you see the doors open, and you see Dart walk out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that was quick. Uh, yeah. They, uh... 
they process pretty quick here in Brookhaven, if you, there if you didn't notice. There he is! Let's get him! Come on! Give him a black eye, buddy! Let's go! And you oh, see, shit, you better run, You pal. see Kit run up to you, Jessica, and does a 14 hit you? Yes, it does. Okay, so, Dart is a gnome, and Disguise self is an illusion, so it doesn't actually change your physical form. So he punches you across the face, but really, Jessica, it hits you across the chest. <laughs> oh! Because Dart is so much shorter, and he hits your boob so hard <laughs> that you pass out as you drop to negative two health. Boom! Oh, oh! And he goes, yeah! Okay, I think you got- I think you got him, pal. Okay, you guys better run. And Jessica falls down unconscious, so it looks like Dart is unconscious, too. And he goes, oh, oh shit, did I kill him? I didn't mean to kill him, I just water off him look, a little I, bit. I think you guys will be fine. You, you better run, though. Okay, I'll, I'll get him- I'll get him some help. Uh, uh, roll a persuasion with advantage. Now, I don't know this is Jessica, so 13. Oh, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's go, Twix. Oh, you buffoon. <laughs> no, come on, come on. And he grabs Twigs and throws him over his shoulders like a fireman card. He goes, what about our money? Go get your money, go. Well, but we gotta get it for me. Okay, can you send it to me at Grouch's Brew? Yeah, I'll, I'll, look, I'll say he fell down the stairs. Just go. Okay, thanks for looking out for me, also produce for life. <laughs> and he runs down the road. And then, uh, yeah. I, I'm too short, so I just drag McNeil up the... Well, he's a gnome, right? So maybe yeah. I can try you to You go pick. to grab McNeil's arms, and you feel like armpits, like where the arms should be. <sighs> like, like what you're feeling doesn't match up to what you're seeing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I'm going to keep dragging him through the door. Okay. Jessica, give me a death saving throw. And my death saving roll is a 17. Okay, so that is a success. And Gary, as you drag this false Dart McNeil into the courthouse, you see there's like a little window, like right at the front, which is where you would retrieve your items and or your payment, the bursar, if you will. And you see Dart at the window getting <gasps> his stuff back. Uh... Um, I hope <laughs> Gary would put two and two together at this point, and then I push the body back down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica roll another death saving throw as you tumble down the stairs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is going to be such a great episode. It's a natural 20. Hey. Oh, that is a full success. If you roll a nat 20, you succeed all of them automatically. So, you wake back up with one hit point as you tumble down the stairs. <laughs> Does he take damage from going down the stairs? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, 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 I, uh, um, are you, and I like, I touch where the face is of Dart. You feel a boob. Yeah. That, hey, oh, get your hands oh, off uh, my chest, bud. <laughs> and then Jessica, in like her stupor of falling down the stairs, like waves her hands and dismisses the spell as her form like rematerializes in front of Gary. Oh, I thought that was you. I felt uh, the the boobs. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know. I I felt your hand, and I I mean, I could, I watched, I saw. What the hell was that about? Why'd you do that? Well, you know, I remembered him saying something about wanting to punch the guy, and oh. when he ran off and said he was going to the bathroom, and you said you were running after him, and then 
You ran outside. I was like, oh no, oh no, that is not gonna be a good situation. That could put the whole thing in jeopardy. So, you know, sometimes you just gotta take one for the team and get your boob bruised. Jeez Louise, oh. Well, hey, at least, uh, you know, he got what he wanted. He hit McNeil, so. Okay, let's get you up here. <laughs> Try to help her up. Thanks, Gear. And uh, with like Gary on one side and the stairs on the other, like Jessica <laughs> will like climb the stairs with her arms as she's like pushing on Gary's shoulder and like rise to her full height. Okay. Yeah. Shall we uh, go collect our payment there in the courthouse? Yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. And uh, we'll ascend the stairs. You know, uh, Gary. Uh, not to further dampen the uh, the mood, at least with Thomas. Uh, but because he was dismissed from the case, I wonder if uh, the courthouse is actually going to pay him because he wasn't at the time of the document being made. Well, look, he said he's not. I'm pretty sure he's not in this for the money anyway. So I yeah, don't think he's going to be heartbroken. He, he deserves to be recompensed. I mean, con- what am I trying to say there? Oh, goodness. That fall down the stairs, I'm telling you, to get you all tongue-tied. It really rattles their brain around. Uh, but uh, he, he at least deserves some form of compensation, I would think. That asshole lives in Opula. He's got plenty of money. True enough, Gary. True enough. And uh, we'll walk into the courthouse. And you walk in and you see Dart. He's like now finishing grabbing all his stuff. And he shakes Monique's hand and he goes, thank you again very much. Anytime, Dart, just please, let's be more careful moving forward, yeah? Yeah, of course. And he turns around and bumps into you and he goes, oh, oh. um, sorry. Uh, thank you uh, for being open to our uh, our settlement. Yeah, thanks for your cooperation, I suppose. Yeah, uh, he's leaning on a crutch now that he is missing a leg. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get out of your hair. Uh, hopefully we won't need to see each other again after this. Oh my goodness, my hair! Jessica will frantically go into her purse and pull out the mirror to check to see how her hair is doing after the tumble down the stairs. It's quite a bit frizzy. Oh no, I, I have to... Gary, excuse me, I have to run to the bathroom real quick and deal with this. And she hands him the ticket. Go ahead and collect the payment. And uh, she runs off to the bathroom to fix herself up. Beautiful. Uh, I go up to the counter to collect payment. And you do so, and you see a bugbear at the counter. Imagine, like, a really big goblin, a very, very tall goblin, and then add a bunch of fur onto it. So it has these big, like, canines jutting out from its lower jaw and these pointed fuzzy ears, fur growing all the way down, like, around the arms. And this bugbear is stuffed into a big pantsuit. And she looks at you and she goes, Hi, how can I help you? Uh, I've got some tickets here. I don't know if I have the tickets for the uh, twigs and, and kit, but I have... You get the feel, just based on the way you know this works, is that basically it is up to McNeil to deliver that payment to them at Groomsh's. Okay. And then if he fails, they can prosecute him. I got a ticket here for a, a, a case, finished case. Oh, congratulations. Th- thank you. Wow, big payday. Yeah. Good for you guys. I'm actually going to need to go into the back for this. Oh. And you see she (laughs) enters like there's a little room in the booth that leads to a back area. And you're kind of there waiting like you can barely see over the counter. Yeah. My nose is like touching the counter. Yeah. And then after probably like three minutes, she comes out with a big heavy bag and she goes, all right, 260 gold pieces. Is that right? Uh, yeah. 200 from a settlement. And 60 for the prosecution work. 
Beautiful. Great. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. And the glass window has like a swinging door that she can use to like drop the big bag of coins. Yeah. And goes, there you go. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Thanks. Anytime. Name's Melissa, by the way. Melissa. I love that name. You're pretty cute. (laughs) Stop. Um, What's yours? Gary, but unfortunately I'm spoken for, sweetheart. Oh, I, I was just, I'm sorry. I wasn't like hitting on you. I just meant like you're cute. Like, oh, yeah. Good for you. No, nice yeah, jeans. You, you too, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right. All right. Hope, hopefully, see you again. Yeah. Lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary's just walking with his big Santa sack of gold down yeah. the hall. And um, as I pass Thomas, I'll throw him his cut just a, a handful of loose gold yeah <laughs> i just throw it out of this little sad lump sitting on the bench like what? <laughs> so how much are you throwing at thomas 260 divided by three is about 86.6666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666
you gotta prune the bush as best you can, but sometimes you just... You can't get everywhere at once. I understand, Jessica. I don't agree with you, but I understand. I just... I don't want to be caught off guard. When we go back to investigating Dot's murder, I just want to know up front, will you be striking a bargain with her murderer, or are you going to be seeking justice? Because I know what I'm doing. I just want to know what you two will be doing. That is a... I can't believe you would say something like that to me. Dot meant a lot to all of us, and, and, and we will we will make sure to find whoever did that, and we will bring justice as best we can. I, I don't plan to make any sort of deals. I just, I don't know. I would like to know the difference between this case and that one. That's all. Maybe next time we could reach a more agreeable conclusion. And then Thomas walks away. <laughs> Bye. And Jessica will just kind of, she continues to just kind of stare where he was, kind of like glazes over almost, staring into like the middle distance, lost in her thoughts. You see a, a single tear just kind of roll down her cheek as as she continues to just stare blankly into into the space. Well, Miss Felcher, I'm going to head home. But uh, maybe tomorrow we look into what happened at Dot. I think that's a, an excellent place to start. Shall we uh, say 9 o'clock tomorrow? Meet at Dot's apartment to see if uh, Gary... I mean, not Gary, geez Louise. You're Gary. Oh, gosh. <laughs> see if uh, Mr. Phelps missed anything. Sounds good. And you guys mount up on your horses? Gary... As you guys begin to ride away from the courthouse, Tony begins to wheeze. Oh. He goes, <laughs> almost like he's choking on something. Not Tony the Pony, no! He starts coughing more and more aggressively. <laughs> I, I stop and I get off of Tony to help him. Like I pat his back so that he can cough up whatever it is. You pat his back and he spits out a crumpled up wad of purple paper. What the hell is this? Tony, what is this? And I pick it up. As you pick it up, you unfold it and it says 316 West Fern Street, apartment A, East Orgea, which you recognize as the address of Dot's apartment. Yeah. I fold it up and I put it away. And like, Tony, you you okay? You ready? You can you keep going? <laughs> he nods and said yes. Okay. Jeez, you you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was worried sick. And then I will remount Tony and cautiously trot home. Okay. And we see Popcorn and Thomas head one way as Jessica and Wade along with Gary and Tony kind of, you guys travel together for a little bit longer before eventually splitting off as Jessica, you head toward your place and Gary, you head back toward Greenbarrow. And we see Thomas getting into soft little burgundy pajamas as he gets into his bed. And we see Jessica getting into her silk and uh, washing her hair and getting ready for bed. As Gary, the sun is beginning to set as you arrive at your home in Greenborough. Yeah, I'm going to hitch Tony up and then uh, walk to the front door and knock with my gold. You walk to the front door and like you barely even get to knock before the door swings open and you see Calvin 
running on him. Ah, there's my boy. And uh, Grizzabeth comes running at you like, it looks like she's gonna tackle you, like how fast she's running. And she goes, oh my god, Gary! Oh, Grizzabeth. Oh, I was worried sick. I thought you, I didn't know what happened to you. I thought maybe somebody got you on the road. What happened? Oh, honey, it was just, what a freaking day. But I'll tell you what, it was all worth it. We got such a good haul. You guys are going to be eating like kings for for seasons. No. 130 gold, my love. <gasps> Gary, that's the jackpot. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mudbile, you are in for it tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I better put on my birthday suit. Oh, you put on my birthday suit? Nah. Okay. Um, oh, well, what's that birthday suit? That's Daddy's special suit that he wears on good okay. occasions. He got it for his birthday. Daddy, uh, can I, can you, can I have a Jeremiah action figure? Yeah. What do you, you want? A what, Jeremiah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah. What else? What, what do you want for dessert, pal? What do you want? <gasps> can I have a, uh, can I have a, a, a dirt cake with no gummy worms? Uh, how about a a, a dirt cake a cake table? Dirt cake, yeah. freaking. Dirt cake uh, catering. Let's trough. I'll just <laughs> a trough. Yeah. How about a whole trough of dirt cake, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna go trough. I want a trough. I want a trough. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Was everything okay when you know? Did you get Mike? <laughs> we were fine, Gary. We were fine here. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Ah. Uh, so yeah. Why I'm, don't uh, Why don't you go? Go take a bath. I have. I have some of the nice salts ready. I'll start making a little something for dinner. Maybe Calvin and I can go out and uh, see if we we go by the bakery. Maybe get a yeah, dessert. Honey, spend, huh? Yeah, you know, go crazy tonight. I mean, not too crazy, right. but like you know. Yeah. All right. Listen, hon. I I I have to I have to leave early morning again though. Uh, tomorrow, I got another case. All right. It's important. It's about it's about that. Do you think you can be here for the weekend at least? Yeah, I'll I'll do that, honey. I'll be here All for right. the weekend. Go relax, sweetie. And she gives you a little kiss. Ah, uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Calvin, let's go get you that dirt trough, yeah? Yeah! <laughs> and they go out to get dessert. We're halfway there. Are we there yet? This, this is the halftime ad. With Nikki B. Hey, 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 how'd you get in here? Don't you know what this is? This is the halftime zone. All right, well, since you're here, let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the halftime zone. I know it's not really halftime, but it's the best place we can find to put an ad in, so let's go. Today, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Realms of Peril and Glory, a new actual play with great sound design and original score set in New Harbor, City of Magic, Monsters, and Machines. I got to listen to the first few episodes and was totally immersed. But you know what? You know what? You know, why don't I just let you listen for yourselves? So here you go. Check this out. Welcome. 
Welcome to Realms of Peril and Glory, an all-new actual play podcast. There are guided tours once a week. Come on, Darbreden. Come at you, you filthy timepiece. <laughs> RPG is home to hilarious stories. The thing that kicks off a really good tale is... Uh... When they take their tops off. Sorry? When you're reading, like... Don't worry, don't worry. And thrilling adventures. There's bad guys, there's an ogre. Probably best if you stay here. Sorry, I'll be back soon. Why am I tied up? That was your sibling, not me. Bye. Each season is an all-new actual play story told collaboratively at the table. Featuring guest players from the Magnus Archives. I remember being in the water, and that was awful. And now I'm not in the water, and that's much better. Wooden overcoats. I am a snowman. I have one job and that is to stand in place. I was doing that very well. Yes, and she might come back nine times more powerful with lots of food and kippers. We fix space junk. On the surface, you might look different, but you're very, very similar inside. And I can vouch for that. And more. What I am about to tell you stays in this room. Got it? You don't have nowhere. There's like secret plans about meat and Smoothies. Ducks? Did you say ducks? Did you say ducks? Did you, sorry, did you say duck? You can find Realms of Peril and Glory wherever you listen to podcasts. We're going to have a good laugh, then we're going to possibly cry, and then we'll we'll grab dinner. Realms of Peril and Glory has new episodes every Wednesday. Check them out at lightandtragic.com slash drimbus or anywhere podcasts are found. And of course, a big old thank you to the patrons, Jerry Benatados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Emrys Craig, Ben B, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Lazy Tortoise, Morgan Holly, Salty, Evie Power, and Adrian Bundy. All right. And with that, I'm going to task you to please leave the halftime zone. There's the door. I'm sorry. We got to put you back in for the rest of the show. See you next episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy.
Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. (laughs) Devastating physical injury. (laughs) Just Uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. (laughs) She's very good. And And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. As the sun sets on Eastern Orgea. The very next morning, we see Thomas arriving to the courthouse. Thomas, you look around for your companions. You assume that you guys are getting ready to speak to Monique. And they are nowhere to be found. As Wade and Tony gallop up to Dot's home. Both of you approach the small collection of those log cabin-like apartments. Off to the right somewhere, you hear the yell of a crying baby from inside one of the homes. And as you walk up to the front door of Dot's apartment, you see a set of keys in the lock. Oh, okay. Did, well, uh, did you, were you here? Did you come early? Uh, no, I, I'm getting here the same as you just now. I mean, I know Thomas was here to investigate, wasn't he? He Did he have a key? I, I didn't think so. Okay, I, I'm going to, and I, uh... Gary holds his uh, suitcase with his foldable rapier in it, like, at the ready. Jessica, like, kind of moves her fingers around to kind of stretch them out (laughs) in in the event she needs to cast anything. And Gary cautiously opens the door. Okay, you push the door open, and, like, although the keys are in the lock, it is unlocked. And the door opens, and the interior is impeccably tidy. Somehow, the stains of the blood-red oil have been washed out of the carpeting and walls. The shredded books have been cleaned up, and the library has been restocked with new tomes. They are pristine collections of legal theory and landmark cases and the occasional fictional thriller that lie in the shelves. The bedroom has been scrubbed clean, and the bed has been made. Where Thomas and Jessica once saw you should have left well enough alone written in blood on the wall, you now see a beautiful, neat inking of the phrase, Dispense Justice. Atop the large oak desk in the center of the room, you see Dot's calendar desk pad. It still has all its questions scribbled in the margins, but there's a small note written on white cardstock. You see purple ink and fancy cursive lettering that spell out, might as well put it to use. And then a dash and H. H. Hag- Hagatha? Very well could be. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It could be. It could be anybody with the letter H, I suppose. But I mean, if I was a person that was making a bet, I, uh, I would say uh, finding out about if we were like in some form of a game or something, like where people were chatting on a table, or I would suppose that if there was a character that was brought into this table that had the letter H in it, and then we find something later with the letter H on it, that uh, it might be connected. But then again, it could just be like a total coincidence. Right. Maybe H means homeowners association. Uh, 
anyway, this is not what Thomas described the scene looking like. Why? What happened to the blood and the... You should yeah, have left I, us alone. And It definitely looks different since the last time I was here when I... Yeah, cool. Also, oh, and I get in my back pocket and I, I pull out the paper that Tony coughed up. Uh, Tony coughed this up on my way home yesterday. Oh, well, that's that's where we are now. That's Dot's address. Yeah, someone stuffed it in Tony's gullet, I guess, while he picked it up. Well, now... This is just complete conjecture and circumstantial here, but uh, the paper on that is lavender. Yeah. And the beautiful writing might as well make use of it or whatever the heck it says. Let me read that again. (laughs) Might as well put it to use. Might as well put it to use. That is in a nice lavender ink as well. If I were a betting woman, I would say these two things are connected and perhaps someone wanted us to come back here and find this place like this. Does the handwriting look the same? Roll an investigation. I'm not rolling good today. Five. Wow. I'll give you advantage. Okay. <laughs> Five. What the <laughs> fuck? Jessica rolls a 22 on her investigation. <gasps> okay. It looks identical. Okay. Uh, so, what do you think? Does that look like the same handwriting? Absolutely, it's... Look at the loops. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, because, uh, you know... <laughs> I would assume, like, maybe like a, 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 a 20% chance, so a 25% <laughs> chance that that could be. Might, uh, might as well put it to use. I assume they mean here, I mean... The house? I guess we don't, we don't have an office yet. You mean this place? This becomes our office? I mean, Dot brought us together. Someone led us here. Someone put that paper in Tony's mouth, in his gullet, and and led us here. I would think that maybe somebody, this H or whoever, maybe, uh, I don't know, just uh, wants us to, to dispense justice, just like it says on the wall there, and they want this to be our headquarters. Okay. Well, I gotta find out who this H is, but, uh, sure. I wouldn't leave anything here, though. I think... Don't trust anything that's not nailed down that's gonna is gonna stay here the next day. I, I suppose so, but I mean like the keys were in the door so we, we can always lock it. Yeah. I mean that doesn't necessarily mean that that H or whoever does not have a copy of the key, but Yeah. Alright. Well, where do we start? I mean I guess there's nothing much to uh, to investigate since it looks like it got all cleaned up, but uh I mean Thomas investigated, so speaking of Thomas, oh my goodness. I mean, I know we weren't on the best of terms, but do you think he went to the courthouse to meet us? No, I think he's on, on his own mission now. But I'm sure we'll bump into him if we're both looking for the same thing. I mean, the lead was that Monique would be the next person to kind of talk to. So if if he is as passionate as he seemed to be about finding out what happened to Dot, then maybe that's where we should go next? Might as well. This has been Your Honor, 
Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra, and Nicholas Benetados as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimmers. All patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. commend you on your work out there. I was beginning to think this one was going to get away from you. Now put an end to this meddling once and for all. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What kind of woman becomes a Pirate. From the makers of Mockery Manor. Violent, insane, not at all comely, and they smell like a couple of dead badgers preserved in cheap rum. Comes an adventure on the high seas. Will you pay extra if I push a little harder? No, 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 please. I'm just a writer. I'm writing a book and I would like you to be in it. Inspired by the lives and loves of the pirates Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. You think you know me, Anne? Do you think I never got my hands dirty? Your mind's been so twisted, you think pirates deserve mercy. Did either of you ever meet Blackbeard? Everyone loves a rebel. They love to see him swing, too. Put your weapons away, both of you. Stop it! Read! Read! Oh, Anne and Mary! Fight like men! Or you'll hang like dogs! Starring Christina Bianco, Suze Kempner, Hamilton's Carl Queensborough, and more. Do they have tails? Somebody told me they have tails. Oh, I haven't seen a tail, your ladyship. The Ballad of Anne and Mary. Available now wherever you get podcasts.